in the end, it's never about what it's about. It's not about music, right? It's, it's about character. It's about growth. It's about humanity. And I promise if you're, if you're looking at those things and tying those down whenever you see them, your kids will be grounded. Behind every successful musician, there is a story, a why, a series of highs and lows that eventually lead them to finding their passion. But how do some stick with it when so many others choose to quit? This podcast will dive into the inspiring untold stories from our favorite artists and unpack the important life lessons only music can teach us. So to the lovers, listeners, and makers of music, I'm your host, Sarah Davies, and this is More Than Musicians. We're wide awake, these broken hearts ain't beating all along. We're miles away, in those eyes we never far from home. Sending on fire, we shy and we keep on fighting, and we keep on fighting. As humans, we have a natural tendency to opt for the path of least resistance. And in a lot of ways, there's nothing wrong with that. But what about when it comes to parenting our kids through hard things? How do we encourage our kids to push on when we know we will likely be met with a struggle? Our guest today, Dr. Matt Townsend, has some tips for the parents out there looking to strengthen their relationships with their kids while not shirking opportunities to cultivate character along the way. Dr. Matt Townsend is a speaker, author, and has a PhD in human development, making him a literal relationship expert. Matt is the founder of the Townsend Relationship Center, which offers private coaching to parents, couples, teens, and corporations on the topics of relationships and conflict resolution. Matt is a weekly contributor on KSL's TV show, Studio 5 with Brooke Walker. Matt is a husband of 30 years to his wife, Marty, and father to six kids, five boys and one lucky girl. That girl happens to be me. Dr. Matt, in the other, house, otherwise known as Father. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Good to be here. Honored. Love your show. We need you here today. No, well. Let me tell you why. We need you here to talk to us about how we as parents parent our kids through <laughs> yeah. music lessons. It is not an easy thing. No, we're messing them up. Yeah, we really are. I mean, not all of us, but it's hard. It is hard. It's real, and honestly, I know it firsthand now, having been a parent, our daughter's almost six, we've just recently you know, put her into music lessons, and it is challenging. Yeah. I mean, the fight that we all hear about, oh. I've actually, I've experienced No, I think it. I've witnessed your fight. I've witnessed your fight as a child and your fight as a mother. Yes, and I, I mean, it's not glamorous, no. no matter how you look at it. That's right. So anyway, we're really glad that you're here your expertise, especially with parenting and things like that. But I want to just jump right in. Let's talk about how we as parents can better help our kids yeah. through music lessons. And let's talk about what the role as a parent really needs to be. Well, this is huge because however you set your role, whatever you see your role is as a parent will determine everything you're going to do. It will justify all that you do. And so I'd get really clear up front when you have a child in lessons, what your goal is, right? Mm -hmm. And generally the best metaphor I've ever found for parenting or for trying to empower children to do what they need to do is I just call it the gardener metaphor. And I want parents out there to think of themselves as a gardener and their child is a seed, right? So if the child is the seed and you are the gardener, who's responsible for the growth? The seed or the gardener? Yeah, that's a, it's a great point, but it, it's it's the gardener's job to cultivate. Yeah, 
but the, the gardener can't create the growth. They can create the opportunity, the situation, but in the end, all growth has to come from the seed. And if you don't put the power in the seed and let the child know that they're the one that in the end has to grow this, then as a gardener, you're gonna probably end up fighting against your seed. So the idea of the gardener is you you have to re recognize that your job as a gardener, You by the way, we don't plant weeds, but they grow. We don't plant a lot of stuff in our yard that just comes out of nowhere and it's growing. And so sometimes you might find that your child, that seed goes and starts growing an interest in something and it really flourishes. A lot of kids are growing a lot of interest on video games. They're just growing like crazy and you're not watering any of it. Weirdly, it grows which tells us something. That's something the seed likes. And the same thing with music. We need to start paying attention to the seed. And so if, if the metaphor is I'm the gardener and the seed is the potential for growth, then if we work really well together, we could create something amazing. But if I don't understand the seed, so the very first principle of all gardening is understand the seed. Figure out what your seed needs to grow, what it doesn't need to grow. Some don't want to be critiqued. Some don't want to be, some need a lot of positive affirmation. Some need less. Mm -hmm. Some want more touch. Some want more attention. Every seed wants something different. So sit down with your children and figure out what does my child need to grow? It will be different kid to kid. And you yeah. parented kids through music lessons yeah. yourself. Yeah. And you know that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Right. You can't blanket the approach. And so, with, I mean, we've talked before on this show how Tanner and I really differ in yeah. our learning styles, and we were both, you know, mm -hmm. we really both love music. So how, do, how does that approach differ? How did you approach that with us? Well, and it's funny because part of it is if I think I'm in charge of it and I think that I can just put you in the system and the system's just going to work, it might work for certain kids that do certain things a certain way. I think half of our kids, I think, most of our kids ended up quitting music lessons, but each one of them found their way or their niche. And some of them didn't want piano, they wanted guitar. But one of the keys is pay attention to the seed. And so if I don't see that the seed is growing and fostering, kind of thriving, yeah, yeah. And, and living the way it, it wants to thrive in that, in that area, then what I start to notice is then I probably either need to make it richer and that is one thing that we ended up doing with you is starting to figure out that you like the lessons, but you were also driven at wanting to perform. Once we could get you kind of focused on something that made performing more interesting, like being able to play your favorite songs mm -hmm. instead of just classical songs, that made all the difference for you. But with Tanner, we'd always get feedback from the seed that he didn't like the the force the you know, the root the, yeah, yeah. way of learning. And so part of that was just understanding how to sit back a little bit, let him kind of pay attention to the seed, by the way, and notice what it does do and what it, what it does when you're not um, like forcing it to do something. We noticed Tanner spent a lot of time online. We noticed he loved the piano guys. And we also noticed that he would go peck out songs on, on um, the piano by ear. So it made us start to realize he's just different. It's yeah. not like one seed is better than another. It's just each one's gonna need more water. Some's gonna need less water. Some are gonna need more fertilizer. Yeah. Some will need less fertilizer. I love the I love the visual that it paints because each seed is going to like bring about different fruit, yeah. bring about a different offering. That's right. And you know, in the world we want variety. Right. And so I I love that. And I think it's a great visual. Going back to kind of what you said before, um, you know, our kids it's easy to default with our kids yeah. and want to do the video games, right. you know? So why is music a worthwhile endeavor for us as parents to encourage? That's a great question. And part of it, I think, is because it's hard. 
right? So we always want our kids to do hard things. And then we want them to start to recognize that, see, that was hard. And do you remember when you were starting, it was way hard. And now it's just kind of hard. And I'm going to bet in a few years, it'll be not hard. And then it'll start to be something else. So we want them to do something that's hard. We also want them to do something that is... Um, that's creative and yet structured mm -hmm. that exists. Like there's power in the fact that it's mathematical in a yeah, way, it can right? Be logical. It's logical. So it's something that's kind of going to build both sides of the brain. Um, but part of the power too, I think of just music is that it is a part of humanity. It's a part of community. It's a part of society. It's also a felt thing. And that's one thing I noticed a lot about you is when we were raising you is I always tried to make sure that we pointed out what you were feeling while you were doing. Because if you can get them tied into the feeling side of it, which is if you think about it, motivation 101 is all feeling. So what keeps a child into anything is if they're feeling it. Now, if all they feel is that it's hard, then what you're, what you're going to end up doing is make, they're going to quit. But so what that means is we need to back it down to its simplest task and then keep that to keep that task simple until they can perform the task. And then once they're easily performing that task, then ratchet it up just a bit. So human beings need tension to grow. And music is inherently, there's kind of no end to how good you can get. And then like you, I've even watched you and Tanner battling in our house about you're trying to stretch yourself in creativity. He's trying to stretch himself in the logic and, mm -hmm. and the literacy of music. And together that creates a really cool combination, which means there's no end to where this can go. Which is exactly, which is why I love music because there will never be an expiration date. No. We'll never be too old to play our music. There will never right. be, you know, too little opportunity. This is a personal thing. And, you know, kind of speaking to that, we've got to feel it. But our kids right now, they're, I mean, this surge of technology that oh, yeah. this new generation, I look at my own daughter is going to grow up with. Yeah. How do we how do we cope with that? It's instant gratification. Yeah. It's at your fingertips. And so um, how do you think music helps our kids learn that grit that we need them to have? You know, they one thing that's really interesting is the reason there that technology, it's it's easy, right? It's immediate gratification, but it's also highly designed and intentionally designed to allow you to succeed at a video game. And yeah. then what you do is you then level up. And then when you level up, that's the stretch. And I think they do it so seamlessly that you don't know it's happening, which is why, but you're progressing and you're feeling what's called flow. It's the psychology of optimal experience. Yeah. You get in a feeling of flow because you're growing and stretching, growing and stretching and developing. I think music has the power to do that, but you have to have a teacher, yeah. a gardener that understands the concept of flow. Yeah. People always need to be stretched. Um, and But if you stretch them too fast, they'll burn out. Yeah. They always have to have a desire for it. Um, I'm a big believer too that even though you want them to play piano, I might go where they want to go first. It's yeah. just easier to motivate somebody that is Out doing what they want to do. Yeah. Right. I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily even try to ever put music in competition with technology because the minute you do, you make it a binary choice. Yeah. I would just say as town, this is what we used to say as Townsend's, we take, we take music lessons and you're going to take them and tell. And again, all we want out of this as a gardener, all I want is a healthy garden. In the end, I just want you to be able to play the hymns from church. And if you can just play, once you play the hymns, you're done. 
And in their head, that's conceptual. Okay, eventually, yeah. So that helps, but I'd be really careful too that it's, it's actually the same thing that's happening with technology can happen with music. The other thing I think that makes music special is we play a lot of music. Yeah, so make it part of your home. So if music's already part of the home and they're already into it and they're already getting it and it's part of their existence and their life, then their desire to play it. And by the way, another thing we did is we, we tried to show a lot of excellent performance and people. So we would always put really good role models of doers of the music performers of the music in front of people so that they you start to have a role model in a video game again there are role models in a lot of tech it's it's there's a lot of psychology behind weirdly tiktok and the reason it's a never-ending stream is you're always just looking to get to the bottom and humans are always looking to do that music's a little harder because it's not just always understood you know so that's really interesting so as parents what can we do to help encourage our kids to get into that flow state, I guess you'd say, yeah. you know, our teachers are obviously playing a role yeah. when they're in the lessons, but yeah. as parents, what can we do to help our kids get excited, get motivated and continually want to progress, you know, and stretch? Yeah. One thing for sure I would do is how you see the child influences what you do with the child. So if you see them as a petulant, irritable, ornery little kid, <laughs> you're going to get them to do their music in such a way. How you see the seed will determine what you want to do with the seed. If you think you have good seed, then you're going to put it in healthy places. If you don't think you have good seed, then you're going to oversee it. You're going to stand over the seed. You're going to check the seed. Demand, you're right. going to micromanage the seed. You're going to water it. So what I might do is I remember all human motivation is about movement. And if we want someone to move, we need to, we need to understand them and understand what moves them. So I'd have some really good discussions with them. I'd try to find a way, if you can, to make music their idea. Like, so if anyone, if any child starts being interested in it, then I'd immediately jump on that. The other thing I'd try to do is find out um, incentives that work for them. If you know your child is more of a performer, then I'd create, in, I'd, I'd create incentives where they're going to perform. I know a big thing that worked for us was always um, being interested in it. So I, a lot of times as a dad, I would just need a break. And the best way I can take a break would be to come in where you're playing music and, and just lay. listen. And I loved it, but it was also a break. And then I could just, the minute you're done, we validate, we validate, we validate. Yeah. Oh my heavens, that is so incredible. You've worked so hard and don't we don't validate necessarily outcomes per Not se. Not results. Validate strengths, validate character traits. Like, man, you're working hard. And work ethic. I, I think back, I mean, I definitely feel like in my own journey, you laying on the floor and asking me to play songs. Yeah. I think that's how I built identity and yeah. being a yeah. musician and built confidence right. because then, you know, you'd go into, you know, a, something at grandma's house yeah. and you'd say, play that song you played for me the other day. And right. all of a sudden you become confident in mm -hmm. your ability and your identity as a performer. No, notice, and what, what it, what it's weird, it's called social mirror, right? So I'm just, what I'm saying to you, you're identifying with, and, and as you're looking at me say that, saying that, you're starting to see yourself as a musician. So all roles that we, this is how all roles are created, right? So you becoming a musician means that you work hard, means that you can perform, means that you can elevate people's lives. It also means you have people that do similar things. It's interesting, Tanner was different in the fact that with Tanner, I might come in and try to do the same thing. But if I ask Tanner to play, a lot of times it might be more of an irritant because he, he doesn't wanna be forced to perform 
that you would you would step up to perform. Tanner wanted to be more creative. What we found worked with Tanner is, and again, this is just me knowing he wants to be creative. Mm -hmm. So I would try to think of ways to help him be creative. So I would say, because he le was learning a lot of songs from the radio, play Billy Joel. And yeah. you start playing Billy Joel. And then I'd say, okay, play Imagine Dragons or segue it into Imagine Dragons. Yeah, transition. And then transition it in. And then he would transition into Imagine Dragons. So I would play with him by letting him be creative. With you, I'd play by letting you be a performer. And with my other kids, I just had to pay them. <laughs> yeah, just I had to find straight a way up bribery. Just because some of them just want money because yeah. they're money grubbers. No, I, I think, I mean, I've always lived for the applause. You've, yeah. And I'm so seeing I, now there yeah. was a lot more thought behind yeah. how you approached us in these music music lessons and I even thought but but it, it's not even just applause I think you wanted I think you like feet because that's how you serve right is, you contribute sure. that way and Tanner's more goes inward and his is the test of his ability and that by the way that's why he his is a never-ending cycle creativity never ends he also complicates everything where you do too but you also you want to simplify it to notes. Tanner doesn't even worry about the notes. He just wants to simplify it by a feeling. It's all about the or feeling. Some, or it's just a cool, a, something he hears. Right. It's cool. And what's awesome about it is they're both valid. There's oh, yeah. no right or wrong. I think that's, that's it. I think that's Which so is cool. huge as a thing to remember as a parent is that your kids aren't you. They, but they are, they are themselves. And so anything you can do when you're trying to fill through this to figure out what's their hook, what's their motivator, and you'll know it because you just watch them the rest of the day. If some of them are way social, then find a way to let music become a social part of their life. Find a way to play music that they can play with friends. I can't tell you how many people I know that are classically trained like pianists or whatever, but they never played in front of friends. You don't play classical pieces in front of your friends. Yeah, but you know a little Billy Joel and you're pretty awesome. You can go play at the parties. Yeah, and, yeah. and that matters if you're social. It does, yeah. And it's cool. I mean, as parents, no one knows their kids best. No. You know, and so right. I think that's I think that's really cool as I approach these lessons with Claire. One thing I found with her is that she, I mean, it's the same thing when we're making lunch, but she wants me to be the restaurant. She calls me the restaurant. Yeah. Girl. And so all of a sudden I'm like, hello, ma'am, can I take your order? And it somehow changes Isn't the whole dynamic and feeling of our lunch. Lunch has become a social you know, interaction, a yeah. social construct. So I've started with music mm -hmm. lessons to say to Claire, okay, Claire, I'm your piano teacher, come in. And then like, that's we'll great. make it really that's formal so and kind perfect. of more. And I found with Claire that that's why, like one of the only ways I can yeah. avoid a contentious practicing yeah. session with her. Interesting. And by the way, that's super cool. That works when they're five. If they're 17 and we're still having yeah. to play this game, that, then yeah. that's where I get a therapist. Yes, we're going to need to rethink <laughs> but, that. But honestly, but what you'll actually see though is you'll transition that as she evolves and grows and develops. You'll trans transition that into her friends. Hey, play that so new song that yeah. you learned at school. Play it for your friends. Or play that, play your favorite, you know, Disney song or whatever. And that, that will transition. Now, there's others like, I mean, some people... It's not that, it's solving the problem. For some, it's not that, it's put in the time. Yeah. Some just want the discipline of it. So one way to look at any of these that might be, what is the source that they're using to access the music? Some are seers. Mm -hmm. So seers want the music. Seers might want to see good marks on the paper. Seers might want to see you know people watching them. Hearers want to hear it. Tanner was a total hearer. Um, some are sensors. They just feel it. 
Some are um, touchers, so touching them about it might be really good. And so it, pat so on the back, pat like, on the back. Good job, mm-hmm. yeah, I so see that. Start to figure out what sense they're using to progress. Sometimes you'll know because they'll, that's what they'll complain about. I hate sitting there so long. So that's kind of a physical thing. Mm-hmm. They actually need to be moving. So I might, if you know, you're some kids are just kinesthetic. They yeah. need to be wiggling and moving. I wouldn't make it rigid how they have to sit and they can't wiggle their legs. Some kids need to wiggle. Some kids need to get up. I might take more breaks for those that you know can't do 10 minutes. Then I do nine minutes, set the timer. They run around the house. They come back, turn it into games, find a way that works for them. It takes their eye off of, have you ever heard the quote, you can't see the forest for the trees. Some of us are so Mm -hmm. stuck in the forest that um, you can't see the forest because you've got like a tree right here. Right in front. And so one of the keys is if you can just set yourself back a little bit and then start looking around and start pointing out that tree way down there, they might start naturally doing some pretty amazing things just with a little distraction. So like, for example, parents always want to get their boys to talk. A lot of times with your teenage girls, they'll just talk. The boy won't talk. So the way we open them up is we shoot a free throw. And let's just go out to the court and let's just shoot shots. And so I'm going to talk to my son while I'm shooting shots. Instead of making talking the goal, shoot shots. So instead of making music the goal, find another way to get the music in or the practice in. That's cool. Does that make sense? So I call that like backdooring. Find another way if you have somebody that really is motivated by goals then set a goal and have the have not practicing be the goal, have the song completed be the goal. And some just want to do that. So you'll know because just notice how your kid does everything. It's as a as a teacher of piano for so long, like we're doing these things. We're yeah. identifying students that have, you know, a more, you know, physical kinesthetic learning style versus yeah. different, you know, but it's interesting now to then think of it as a parent. Yeah. We also need to walk through these music lessons catering to their individual yeah. needs, their yeah. individual um, preferences. I think that's so cool. And you don't need to know mu- I don't know how to play piano. I took lessons for five years. Yeah. And I don't know how to play. And yet I don't need to to know how to motivate somebody. Again, the, the key to it, I think, are three things no matter what. Positivity. Just be positive. Humans are way attracted to positivity. Yeah. So the more positive you can be about stuff, instead of finding the error, I'm not saying we don't need to correct errors, yeah. but we could still we could still say, can you find the right key? Find what does the right key sound like? Or what is the what I said that sounds a little weird. What's the right key? So there find positivity, yeah. synchrony, which synchrony is about your ability as a human to be in sync with another human. Sometimes being there to just sit with your child and be positive is all they need. So if it's tedious and you're fighting your kids to play, then find a way to go do it, but be with them. Yeah. And not be with them as the corrector, but be with them as just the fan. Yeah. And then the third thing is charity, right? So find a way to get out of yourself and serve them, love them, care for them. And if you're doing that day in and day out, positivity, synchrony, and charity, um, they're going to feel love. They're going to feel more motivation. Yeah. And I think that once that nagging and that dread of that practicing, you know, that's not yeah. hanging over both the head of the parent and the student yeah. goes away. Yeah. It can become such a beautiful, wonderful part of yeah. the home. You know, yeah. sometimes I'll hear from parents like this is truly impacting my relationship with my kid. And so I think if we that's can huge. hit those three things yeah. that you just talked about, 
Like that's how we get back into this, I guess, harmony right. of getting music lessons accomplished, but also having that's a right. peaceful you know, atmosphere surrounding it. That's got to be the goal then, right? So if the goal is what we want is progressing peace. So it's not just practice and it's not just a performer. I want them to be progressing and we want peace. Then that changes the way we go about music. Totally. And it's, and it's, I think it's pretty cool. Remember all things are personal. And so even getting the child, how you, how you try to get the child to perform in music says a lot about how you see the child and, yeah. and how you feel about the child. What are some things, so, you know, going back to the garden, we think, I keep thinking now of this visual of these beautiful plants growing up out of a garden, but what stunts growth? Yeah, if you think about it, kids need light and they don't always just need your light. So again, I'd go find things that, it's pretty neat when you learn like a sunflower actually rotates toward the sun throughout the entire process of growing. It, it's always moving. And so one thing I would do is I would find really powerful role models, examples. When you choose a teacher, I'd have one that can that your child can see as a light and is motivated to become like them. That's super powerful and not having light or stunting someone's light. And a lot of times we do that as a gardener. If I don't trust the seed, a lot of times I'll pull up the plant and keep checking its growth. So a really cool rule for a, a gardener would be just measure over time. Measure over months, not over minutes and days. Because yeah. on any day as a parent, it won't look like your kid's performing or growing. Mm -hmm. Like it's pretty pathetic. But over time, it's pretty amazing. The other thing I would do is I'd bring more lights in. Grandparents. So that's another thing I would do with you guys a lot is when we'd go to grandparents' house, yeah. I'd make I'd like make a point to make sure, hey, can Sarah play you her newest song? And then more that. light shines on Sarah and more light that's not me. And what that what that weirdly does is it creates it creates a draw to others that allows me to sometimes sneak behind the scenes and push a little harder because you're still getting fed light by others. Yeah. Another thing I'd watch out for is um, remember how you see the seed determines what you do with it. If you think your child is lazy, you're going to communicate that. If you think their brain is being destroyed by video games, yeah. you're going to communicate that. And then without even knowing it, you're gonna turn it and, and that will become opposition to you. So be careful that, that you're not bringing too much negativity, that you're not over fertilizing it, you're not bringing too much- Micromanaging. Yeah, and too much crapola. Like don't make, don't, don't make it anything it doesn't need to be. This yeah. is their growth. And if in the end they only do four years of music and they don't become a musician, we've still made more than a musician, right? Yeah. We're making them into strong, character-based, resilient, confident, resilient kids. Another rule that is the rule of all rules, gardeners never should take credit for the growth, ever. I never wanted to be responsible for your growth. Because yeah. if I am, then I'm also responsible for your failures. And no, I'm not going to go Nobody has time for that. <laughs> nobody has time for that. So parents don't, don't live psychically, we call it psychologically, through your child. Don't try to let them be everything you weren't. I I did know that I would have loved to have been able to play like you and Tanner. I would have loved it. And um, I really, it would have been awesome. And yet, all I tried to do was take your talents and abilities and your mom tried to do is then get you hungry, get you growing on your own, get you owning your own growth. Yeah. 
I would just celebrate it as an outsider. And by the way, the younger we can get them responsible for their own growth, same thing, responsible for getting their own gear, yeah. responsible for getting their music together and being ready to be on time. These are all, everything you're gonna do as a parent um, to get your kid to piano lessons is everything they're gonna need to learn in life to succeed. It's all the same thing, schedules, it's, life, choice-making, decision-making, dealing with trouble, yeah. yeah. I think it's cool with, I mean, I don't know, with Claire and just seeing that perspective, little does she know she's the poster child for yeah. a music studio. But what I'm trying to do is be really, um, really careful with following her lead. I yeah. don't want to force yeah. her into anything because I know that the the repercussions of that are negative. That's and right. so I'm trying to just follow her lead and follow what she's naturally inclined to be good yeah. at, naturally inclined to want to be participating in. Yeah. It's a hard thing though. It totally Because I want her to be, yeah. I'd love for her to be our Broadway star, but right. I mean, I'm I'm seeing already that she has a will of her own yeah. and that I can't force mine on hers. But that's the ultimate principle of heaven is agency. What is What makes you really good with Claire is that you, your job is nothing more to, than to create optimal conditions. And if you don't see growth, it may be telling you something, but every seed has its time, right? There's a season and a time for all things. It, it, give it time, understand it, recheck. Am yeah. I doing it right? See if, see if something's happening. But some kids will just bloom later. But again, it doesn't negate, a lesson's not negated just because they're not playing well yet. They're still learning the other five or six life lessons that come from music lessons. Um, but the other thing I would always do is check in and say, how did that, how did your lesson go on? And I always use a big rating scale of like one to 10. I don't want to know it went, it was great. Good. <laughs> I, it was a good lesson. I want to know specifically one to 10, how did it go? How'd and you feel, how maybe? did you feel about yeah. it? What was the best part of it? What was the worst part of it? What what did you learn about how you practice this week? What do you need to do next time? And so by having a continuous process of them learning, they're also starting to see how they can self-adjust. And again, that at Claire's age, she won't self-adjust much, but a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, they'll start self-adjusting. And in the end, they're gonna reach for the light anyway. And if it's their idea and it's their growth and the nutrients are there, there, it, there, it's going to take off. This doesn't have to be brain surgery. It'll work. How can we, as parents, then get over our own parent fatigue? Of parent fatigue, of dealing with the well, child. Well, I mean, yeah. this takes a lot of brain power, yeah. right? To like identify your child specifically and how they like to learn and then get, I mean, sometimes yeah. that game with Claire of restaurant lady is the last thing I want to do, you know? Because yeah. she's a horrible my, tipper. Yeah, she's a horrible <laughs> tipper. She leaves a mess and it's always dino nuggets. You get yeah, sick of cooking them. Yeah. But it's like, how as a parent can we combat our own fatigue yeah. and really dig deep to make this a worthwhile, positive experience. Yeah. That's the ultimate, right? How do you not just get fatigued? Take but, a nap. So one of the rules you, you will, right? So we will experience parent fatigue. You actually should, saying? right? Yeah. But what, what it also might be telling you is the fatigue might not just be the piano lessons. The fatigue might be everything else you're doing on top of it. So Less is more. And in what we're finding is kids need more time to just be free and creative 
they need less structure, believe it or not, than we're currently providing our kids. We're way over structuring them. We're way over scheduling them. Yeah. And again, a lot of that is us trying to get everything we didn't have, we want them to have. But what you might want to do too is uh, you might want to make sure you're learning. And I think a lot of us think, I, you know, my parents had four kids, I should have four kids. And, but it's different today. There, a good thing I might try to ask yourself is what's something we need to let go of? And I might try to find every year or and every year, even with every kid, what's something we need to do less of? Yeah. What's something we maybe need to do more of and, and start adjusting ourselves a little bit? I think a lot of us don't learn. I think we think we just learn as parents. We're parenting our sixth child so differently. Then we parented you. Like I haven't even seen him for yeah, three days. Do you even know where he's at? I don't even know where the kid is. But um, but some of that too is that's actually what he needs is a little bit more of that. Right, and yeah. you probably are more like Claire that needed more drive. And, but your exhaustion is telling you something. So the Latin word for emotion is emovere, which means move. Right. So move is in the word emovere. All emotions are trying to move you. Your exhaustion is telling you something as a parent. And what it might be telling you is that, and I wouldn't immediately assume it's their piano lessons or that it's their sports or it's, it might be just telling you that you're, you're putting too much into it. And it might be that you're the gardener that's stressing, like you're in charge of all the growth. Yeah. Instead of turning over more power to the child for them to do their own growing, for them to do their own room cleaning, for them to do their own. Yeah. Eventually I might switch the role and I might have... Claire, in a year or two, make lunch for the twins, then play restaurant. Yeah. While well, you go work idea. on something else. I like I like what you said, though. And you said it earlier. You said the power to grow lives in the seed. Yeah. It's their ability. Yep. And the gardener is just there to cultivate. That's right. And then, and then weirdly, like, celebrate the harvest, right? Yeah. So when the harvest comes up, party! It's a yeah. cool moment, right? So what is the harvest, the harvest in music lessons? The harvest is when you see a child that that has stretched, has done something really hard, that has put time and effort into it, and can publicly stand and present it. Then your job as the farmer is just to witness it. It's beautiful. And then all of a sudden you start witnessing it. And then when you witness the growth, it's boy. It's powerful. it's beautiful. And as a a teacher, we I we sometimes get parents saying like I'm just not seeing progress. But the yeah. truth of the matter is, is when as a teacher you go to the recital. I mean, you attend every recital yeah. and you see these kids that five years ago couldn't even look Someone into in the, the audience yeah. without being scared. Yeah. You then realize like, hey, that's we. This is progress, and it might not be like thinking of the level of music right. that you thought they'd be at right. by a certain point. But we see this progress and, and the harvest of it yeah. all is powerful. That's why early on, identify what our goals are. And I'd be really clear. Well, we wanted to learn music. Well, what does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that knowing five songs? Is that memorizing five songs? Is that actually being able to sit down and read? What does it mean? And what other goals do you have? And usually it's the more intrinsic goals that are way more valuable. Extrinsic goals, you know, motivating, paying them to do that won't make this happen. Intrinsic things like growth, self-confidence. And then those, by the way, you'll notice those are all intangibles. They're harder to measure. Yeah. So we usually don't have metrics for those, but I would make sure that if anybody ever asks you, I don't think, I don't think they're learning. Then I would just say, when you say learning, what do you mean? 
I do notice that she looks me in the eye now. She wasn't looking me in the eye when she came here. I do notice that when I give her feedback, she doesn't huff and puff and she's not mad. Yeah. Usually, by the way, the best growth is the growth you can't see. That's actually the best. It's the roots, That's right? The roots. Of the roots right. of the plant. And then, and eventually you'll, you know, like the bamboo tree, you'll grow months underground and then it can grow 50 feet, 80 feet in a couple of days. That's Don't assume cool. you know what's going underneath but look for the subtle signs. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we have a new resolve now to parent like a gardener. Do we miss anything? Gardeners tend to, if you notice just the typical gardener or farmers, a very humble person because they understand it's not about them. And once you get, it's not about you. They also hold the seeds sacred. They know that they're nothing without that. And so Let's just revere the kids and let's let's remember it's a sacred privilege to be able to have a child, let alone rear the child. And in the end, it's never about what it's about. It's not about music, right? It's it's about character. It is. It's about growth. It's about humanity. And I promise if you're if you're looking at those things and tying those down whenever you see them, your kids will be grounded. I really like that. Thank you so Thanks. much for being here. We know we can find you on KSL Studio yeah. 5. What days are you on? Uh, Mondays usually, um, but you can usually find all of those on YouTube. Just go to matttownsend.com and you can get all of our stuff. Yeah, lots of other good little parenting nuggets. I find myself Googling you when I'm trying to. <laughs> sometimes you're hard to reach on yeah. the phone. Yeah. You're a busy man, yeah. but sometimes I'm, I'm I just have to Google you for my like advice. This. Yeah. Yes. No. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. We're going to, we're going to parent like a gardener. Do it. Love you, girl. Thank you. You've been listening to More Than Musicians. Thanks for being here. This show was written and directed by me, Sarah Davies, executive produced by Alex Jenkins, theme song by Tanner Townsend. Leave us a review and tell us what you think. We're on Instagram at More Than Musicians podcast, or you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. We'll see you back here next week with another episode.